0: Howdy to you folks. Howdy, 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 and welcome to episode 49. We are closing in on the big 5-0. Half a century of podcasts listening to my fucking voice. How in God's name are you guys doing that? (laughs) Anyways, I'm hoping that obviously everything that we've gone through so far has been beneficial for you and you've, you know, found something from it. It's resonated with you in some way. It's obviously the whole point in recording these podcasts. And of course, If you have feedback or a favorite episode that you're particularly enjoying, then please do reach out at Chris Moyes on Instagram or at Chris Moyes Fitness on Facebook. Do let me know what you think of these podcasts. Let me know if you have a particular episode that's resonated with you, something which has really helped you get through a certain circumstance. All of that feedback is always beneficial. Not only does it make me feel good to know that I'm helping you guys, but also it's incredibly beneficial when it comes to the shape of these podcasts and the way they're portrayed and the things that we talk about going forwards. And today is no exception, because today we're going to be talking about opinions. And a lot of the time when you're on transformation journeys, when you are pursuing something that is important to you or something that you want to achieve, you are gonna be inundated with people's opinions. Be that from friends and family members around you, of course, you're gonna have the opinions of people on social media if you choose to put yourself out there in that way. But today I'm gonna to focus more so on friends and family members, colleagues, etc. Those people closest to you, particularly family members. We've touched on social media previously and so I don't wanna go over old ground, I wanna elaborate on it. And so, if you want to touch on that episode, it's further back in the podcast. Be damned if I've got a fucking clue what number it is now, but I'm sure it won't take you long to find the title. (laughs) So, opinions of family and friends. Now, first we need to understand where these opinions come from. They are biases. They are people's experience. You've got to remember that every single person around you that you care about and that cares about you has their own experience of life regardless of the length of that experience, whether they're 60 years old or whether they're 20, they have their own view of the world, their own opinion on things that have happened, things that are going to happen. Plus, obviously, with that experience comes biases. They have experienced a plethora of different things, so they're going to have preconceived biases about certain things. To give you the best example they may very well have been incredibly successful on Slimming World. However, with yourself taking a different approach, they may not look too kindly on that because they may look at it and go, well, Slimming World worked for me. So why don't you just do what worked for me? And they can even become offended because you've not chosen to follow the same path that they have. However, it is important that we forge our own path. And as you guys will have experienced from the episodes prior to this one, the approach and my ethos with regards to fat loss transformation and I suppose life in general is that yes, learn from others. Yes, from draw from other people's experience. Hell is what these podcasts are all about for you guys anyway. But what I mean is you still need to experience things for yourself. Because the only way that stuff truly sticks, the only way that we truly build ourselves and evolve as individuals is through experience. So we can't really knock the people around us for that experience and for having an opinion based on it. But the one thing which I think it's important to be is open-minded, to understand that one approach does not fit all. Now, if we're going deeper into fat loss rather than keeping it vague and ethereal, there is scientific principles that we have to adhere to. As I touched on a couple of episodes ago, you have to be in a calorie deficit or an energy deficit, as the correct term is, to reduce your body fat. However, that isn't to say that there is one way of achieving that deficit. What I specialize in is helping people apply the principle of it. But then every single person in my academy, every single person on my Made by Moyes program is applying that principle in a very different way. Having a set plan, having a set opinion rarely works for the majority because we're all individuals with our own experiences, with our own backgrounds behind us, with our own likes, dislikes, tastes, abilities, ways of thinking. And so what we need to do is have an approach which is fluid. And sometimes when you're facing an opinion of a family member or friend, it's important to remember that not only is their opinion not the only one, but your opinion is not the only one. Half of the problem with life in 2021 is that there are so many opinions out there, but there are so many opinions that believe they must be the only opinion. For thousands of years, wars have been fought on religion, a construct of which no one has proof. Not scientific proof in the sense of it anyway. However, wars and millions of people have died because of people having an opinion about an entity or entities. And the wars rage on. And as I've mentioned previously in these podcasts, The war rages on in the fitness industry too. People having different opinions about achieving and about what works. Now, I tend to approach health and fitness and fat loss in very much the same way that I approach religion because I know it's a dangerous subject to touch on, but I feel it's relevant at this point. If we look at religion as a whole, now, regardless of what you believe, regardless of what religion You know, you believe in what God or gods you believe in. What's the purpose of religion? And I think whether you believe or whether you don't believe isn't actually the question. I think the more prevalent thing to ask is what does religion bring to your life? Because as a construct, as a way of living your life, as a means to be a better person, then I'm an advocate for religion. I think if we have a society not just with laws and rules in place but we have morals and beliefs and ways of living which adhere to a kind and empathetic code of which is quite often portrayed in a plethora of different religions then it can only be beneficial. That's what these podcasts are all about at the end of the day. You could argue that the teachings of (laughs) Moisi are very close to a religion in that sense because it's very much a case of here's some advice, here's some guidelines, here's some thoughts to make you think about what you're doing, to make you think about your life and the way that you live it and the way that you treat people. That's exactly what religion does. I'm a big fan of Stoicism. Now Stoicism isn't religion, it's philosophy. But There's a very, very blurred line between those things in the sense of philosophy encourages you to think about things deeper, to look at yourself as an individual, to understand the way that you think and to challenge the way that you think, to ask yourself, is this the only way of thinking? Is this the only way of being? Is it just a case of I have my opinion and my opinion is always right? And I don't believe that. And as I'm getting older, Even more so, I don't believe that. We're always evolving. We're always learning. And so to bring it back to the opinions of your friends and family members, just because they have an opinion does not mean that their opinion is correct. It's one opinion. It's one variation of a story which has been contributed to by their life, their experience, and everything that they've gone through. The other thing that we have to understand is that Sometimes when we're given opinions about our physique, when we're given opinions about the approach that we're following, those opinions can come from a lack of knowledge. If you've got someone that has grown up during a certain era, case in point, anyone that was born in maybe 50s, 60s, 70s, then those people will have been subjected to the rise of the health and fitness industry and the Nowadays bullshit industry that came from it the unfounded science that came from it Therefore when they give their opinion and when they're thinking about what you're doing and they are thinking And they're running it through their brain into the process of is this right or is this wrong? They don't have all the facts For example, you'll be amazed the amount of people I've coached which obviously comes from a scientific principle principles that are proven however you'll be amazed at how many people buck those ideas. Oh, you can't possibly eat cake and achieve your goal. You can't possibly have alcohol and achieve your goal. You can't possibly not cut anything out of your diet and still achieve your goal. And oh my God, you must do exercise. How can you achieve your goal without exercise? And this is the thing, it's a lack of knowledge. The expanse of knowledge has paved the way for a plethora millions and billions of different approaches because as i said the principle of a calorie deficit must be adhered to if you want to reduce your body fat that's a constant but the method of which you do that is entirely up to you and everybody believed that diets such as slimming world and weight watchers and herbalife and slim fast and cambridge and rosemary connolly and all these different diets worked because of very very different reasons oh it's the format that's why it works. It's the method, that's why it works. And in actual fact, it's not. Every single one of these diets to work underpins the exact same principle, which is an energy deficit. We give your body less energy than it needs. It turns to its reserves, body fat, to make up that deficit. Doesn't matter what method you are following. And this is where the variety comes in. This is where the individuality comes in. You must find a method that works for you. But if you're dealing with someone that was brought up during a time when these were the only things where losing weight must be adhered to by following one of these programs or joining one of these companies or clubs, they're not going to look particularly open-mindedly when an approach comes along which sounds like you can have your cake and eat it, which you genuinely can. Because it seems too good to be true. Plus, this goes back to the episode that I mentioned about the sunk cost fallacy, when people have spent 20, 30 years or more of their lives adhering to a different protocol, such as the constraints of Slimming World Weight Watchers, whatever. And so when someone comes along and goes, I'm really sorry, but you didn't have to do that, they can't bear to think that I've wasted my time or I've restricted myself in ways that I didn't need to. And so it's much, much easier to go, nope, and deny it and go, I can't possibly work because it's far too painful to accept the fact that they didn't have to have that restriction. They weren't aware of it at the time, but they didn't. Now, obviously everybody's different. And I'm not saying that everybody who gives you an opinion or everybody that challenges your method or opinion or what you're doing is lacking in knowledge. However, I think one of the biggest things that we've lost in 2021 is the ability to be open-minded and accept that other people have opinions and to leave those opinions be. We seem to be living in a world where if someone has a different differing opinion to our own we must challenge it and we must challenge it until we win. Until those two opinions of two individual people become one opinion. But that's not the way the world works. We must have opinions. It what gives us a dynamic. It gives it's what gives us a decent conversation, having a diff- having a different opinion on things, conversing and sharing opinions, sharing different viewpoints of a certain problem. You know the old saying, "Many heads are better than one." And so, sometimes when you're trying to solve a problem yourself, sometimes you can be blinded by the problem. You can miss the wood for the trees. But when other people get involved and you ask for their help, they offer a different perspective, a different opinion. Let's put that in real world sense. Let's say you and your partner have an argument. What do you do? You potentially go off and you see a a friend or you call a friend or you go and see a family member and you talk about the problem from your perspective, from your opinion. And if they're a good friend, good family member or good at supporting you, they will potentially offer you an alternative perspective. And because you're not talking to the actual person you're having the conflict with, the perspective that your friend or family member offers you actually opens your mind to understand that, ah, yeah, actually, I didn't think of it from that perspective. And so this is where we must look at things from different perspectives. We must understand that there are different opinions, but you will come across people that aren't this far down the road. You'll come across people that are working from their viewpoint and their viewpoint alone. They have their approach to the world, their opinion, their biases. They'll have their knowledge and that is it. They're not looking to expand further. And a lot of the time, one of the best examples for this, and not in every case, but in a lot of cases that I've come across, can be the child-parent dynamic. One of the best but often most damaging relationships or damaging opinions particularly when people are transforming and following a particular approach can come from a parent their opinion because not only have they got their opinion from you being the child that they grew and raised and helped forge those initial pathways for you but also you're dealing with different generations different generations of knowledge there comes a point when You've developed your own consciousness enough, you go out into the world, you're an adult and you begin to forge your own opinions which differ from your parents and what happens is looking in the role of fat loss or what you're achieving, eventually it gets to the point where those opinions clash and the knowledge or lack of knowledge clash And the problem is with a child and parent dynamic is that we've spent our entire lives idolizing our parents, believing that they were the fountain of all knowledge, believing that they knew everything. We never in our entire lives hold anybody to a higher esteem than our parents. They know everything, can do everything, and their opinion is always right. We spent nearly 20 years, if not more, of our lives believing that in most cases. And the problem is as we get older and we make our own decisions and we forge our own path and particularly as we become the parent to our own children we then begin to realize that actually they're not as developed as we once thought. They're not as all-knowing. They're not as all-experienced. They're not as open-minded as we once thought they were. And so sometimes... As we get older we begin to realise that actually no, you don't know what you're talking about. Or no, you your opinion is incorrect on this one. Or perhaps you're open minded enough to have you know, to understand that they have an opinion which can differ from your own. But the damage comes in and the place that I see the issue personally is when we're not that far down the road we're still the child in the uh, familial hierarchy, if you will. Despite the fact that we have our own children, we still have the purse strings to our parents. Probably the wrong analogy there, but you know what I mean. We still believe that they know everything. We still believe they're the fountain of all knowledge. And so when they offer their opinion, when they say, oh, you, you shouldn't lose any more weight, you're looking skinny, or you shouldn't be following that approach, that can't possibly work. Don't be so stupid. The problem is if we haven't forged enough of an open mind as far as understanding that our parents are just people like us. They're just people with opinions, people that have experience of their own life. But that's not to say that their opinions are gospel, that their opinions are correct. And if we haven't got to that point, when those comments are made, they can be incredibly damaging. Not just to our progress, but to our mental health. They can cause us to question our very being because, like I said, these are the people that brought us up. These are the people that we trusted everything. You only got to look at a baby and the way that its face lights up when it sees its mother or its father. It's because everything from the very word go that that child knows is that person. All of their faith, all of their trust, all of their, their love is there immediately. And the problem is, as we get older, like I said, sometimes we don't evolve to understand and place our parents in a different viewpoint. I'm not saying there shouldn't still be a familial hierarchy, but what I'm saying is that as we get older, we have to understand that they are just people, people with experiences of a certain timeline, and that we are going to learn and know how to do things which they're not able to do. Which brings me quite nicely on to my next point, which is jealousy. Now this isn't just in relation to family members this is in relation to friends, colleagues whatever. And sometimes people can offer their opinion but from a position of jealousy. they will either refute the approach going that can't possibly work because of something like the sunk cost fallacy or they will belittle what you've achieved because they can't do what you've done. they can't achieve what you have achieved. And like I said, this, this is still extended to family. Family can still do this. They can be jealous of the success that you have achieved because you've done something they've not been able to do. Be it because they were locked into an approach which no longer served them. Because, you know, during the generation they grew up with, they sunk so much cost into that one particular ideal that they can't possibly let it fail. But because of that very sunk cost fallacy, it is failing but also because they've maybe tried what you've tried. Because maybe with your knowledge, with your open-mindedness, you're in a position where you've been successful because you've embraced something new. You're a blank canvas. Whereas they have their experience, their biases. And so they're working from a position of, no, 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 you can't do that. And so when you do it, there's a jealousy factor of going, well, they did it. Why couldn't I do it? But with regards to the people around you and their opinions, your life, the problems that you come across, just living life in general, work, everything that comes with it, parental issues, children, all of them are constants. And on the day of recording this, this morning I got up, went for my walk and I did a walk talk on this very subject. Trying to help people understand that It's very easy when you're on a program for things to be magnified, for things to feel like they're fresh, problems to feel like they're fresh, to get to a certain point with what we're doing and think that the problems that we're facing are brand new and we must pause what we're doing. We must hang up the coat of our transformation. We must not track our calories or not adhere to our deficits or not do our activity because this life circumstance has come along or this person has offered their opinion or there's a problem which has arisen. But the fact is, all of these things are a constant. They've been there since day dot. Even before you began your program, your plan, your friends, your family members, your colleagues, they had their opinions. They might be louder and you might be paying more attention whilst you are in your process of transformation, because that's kind of what it's about, to pay attention to yourself and your reaction to the things around you, your emotions, and of course, your waistline. And your life, your problems, everything that you're have facing, of course, a problem down to its specific nature may be brand new. Case in point, if you look at my past, I've never been made redundant before, but I was back in 2015. But dealing with that worry, when you strip away what the worry is about and you focus on just the feeling, the emotions associated with that worry, I had experienced those a million and one different times over. And this is the problem. We can get lost in problems. We can get lost in things, believing that they are unique. But in actual fact, it's the same old emotions cropping up. It's the same old feelings cropping up. And this, I suppose, links quite nicely to the Emotional Eating podcast that I recorded way back in Christ. I think it was episode 21. Half the world away now. (laughs) So how do you deal with the opinions of family and friends? How do you go about living your life and achieving and continue to achieve and blocking out these opinions? Well, in my mind, you don't do that, you don't block out the opinions, you listen to them, you take them on board because everybody whether they are right or wrong has something to offer your life, something to offer your journey, everybody has a viewpoint and experiences that you haven't potentially perceived or been through which give you more tools in your toolbox more weapons in your arsenal to be able to live your life from a more open-minded perspective. The more people you speak to, the more opinions you listen to, the more you learn and the more you experience makes you a more rounded individual. Makes you a better individual, a more open-minded individual because you're exposed to different opinions. And the same thing goes to that opinion which potentially touched a nerve. It's okay for people to have their opinions. This is what 2021 really needs to understand. It's okay to have an opinion. But whether or not you take that opinion on board and whether or not you are offended by that opinion is your choice. It's up to you if you choose to attach emotion to that opinion. So folks, I hope this helps. And I hope that going forwards, you guys continue to become better versions of yourself and stronger versions of yourself. Better equipped to manage your emotions. Not suppress them, because that's not a good thing. Emotions are there for a purpose and they're good things. But make sure going forwards that with everything I've touched on in this podcast and of course with serenity, that we accept what we cannot change we have the courage to change the things that we can and the wisdom to know the difference. So folks, thanks for listening and I will see you on episode 50. Stay tuned. Toodles.